0: Uh, all for Detroit sports and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented.
1: Gangsters, what's up, guys?
0: And now, here are your hosts. It's number 235, i Chris.
2: I'm Aaron. And I'm Rich. And I'm Todd B. Peterson. Hello. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so what went on this week, guys? I've kind of been half under a mushroom the last few days. If I'm the champion. I'm here anyways. I'm going to pretend I'm like sh- I know what I'm talking about.
4: I'm sure that some of this Kanye shit must have cut through that mushroom.
3: No, it's, it's
4: a, you must have heard his name a little bit more than usual.
3: Well, didn't it, didn't it all come back to he's got an album coming out? It,
4: it, doesn't he always?
3: Yeah, but I mean, isn't that why he's... I, didn't he go on Alex Jones or some shit?
2: No, he's been invited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, invited. Uh, he's being yeah, heavily pressured not to even risk legitimizing Alex Jones.
3: Why? Megyn Kelly already did that. Okay.
2: If that was a real question, Chris, I'm not going to bother with the why. I don't care what Megyn Kelly did.
3: Oh, because he's black?
2: <laughs> <laughs> God. We're off on a we're off to a good start. No, because he's Alex Jones, Pizza Gate, and you know the whole uh, Newtown shooting was fake thing. Why do you want to well, legitimize think- that piece of shit? You, you just pretend he's not there. Why send people to his channel? Why yeah. act like he's he's relevant yeah. in 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 reality? Well,
3: why are we fearing something that's already happened? I mean, putting him on Sunday night on NBC to interview him. I mean, that's I'd call that, I'd call that legitimizing somebody. That's NBC. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> Let's establish. Maybe I don't, what maybe I don't understand what you're saying. You're saying that NBC, I, I, I didn't legi- see.
3: I, I think you're figuring something that's already happened.
2: He's not been legitimized. He's been legitimized by a, a, a certain bad batshit tinfoil hat wearing aspect of the culture. But he's now he's nowhere near uh, the level of journalism that I, that I would consider to be a, a widespread legitimacy. You well, see well, what I'm, I'm saying? And it, if how you're going to send
5: legitimize him?
2: He's legitimizing him, saying this guy is important. I'm going to go on his show and talk about this stuff
4: yeah i I agree I mean kanye Kanye seems to be crazy I know i I can't as both a, a not a doctor and a white person make that judgment <laughs> but. don't
1: worry, there's a wise person of color coming along to tell us how to white people when yeah. it comes to cool. do not worry okay,
4: good, You're not
1: allowed,
5: yeah
4: I need an idiot's guide to black people, please. <laughs>
1: No, Do not I, ask them, did you see the game last night? <laughs> That's racist.
4: No, but uh, he's he's a pop culture icon, I guess you could even say. Like, Kanye's crazy in like an artist sort of way. And Alex Jones is crazy. And uh, don't say that you're a Republican too loud because we don't like to be associated with you way. Yeah.
1: Unless Kanye went on and pulled a Doug Stanhope and just scorched earth the entire fucking interview to the point where he's like, where if you've never seen it, it's Alex Jones trying to get serious Doug Stanhope and he's like, so you support abortion? He's like, oh yeah, God, abortion's green. That's good for the planet. There's too many I've fucking seen people that. here. I see that. He's, bit. he's like, I'm all down for <laughs> anal sex too. I mean, anal, or oral sex, anything. Keep from having a baby. And Alex Jones like, you're the devil and you're a demon, and I don't know. And I'm just like, it's great. It's yeah. if or or you could do a, some like comedians. I think it was Bill. Was it Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill? They went on. And basically, they said, why'd you go on? And this was, God, this was 2008, 2009. He said, why'd you go on?
4: They went on Alex Jones' show.
1: Yeah, and they were like, so we could just have a wide audience to say whatever the fuck we wanted to say. Anything flies on that show. I mean, that was the attitude. They just right. went in there, and were like, yeah, that's nice, Alex. You, okay, yep. Anyways, so guys, come see us at the Boston Theater, and <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, the thing is that there's a lot of conservatives that were really happy to see Kanye come out in support of Trump, and then he went right past him and kept going all the way to Alex Jones, and they were like, no, 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 <laughs> like, Ben Shapiro was like, why, Kanye? Yeah. The one like thing Tommy I can Boyd. say.
2: One thing sorry, I will say about Kanye, I don't know anything about him. I don't really follow the hip-hop, the hip-hop culture because I'm white and I don't understand it and I'm not permitted to you know, indulge in it because of my pale skin. But anyway, he uh, apparently, from what I understand and what I've read, uh, has huge influence over the black community. Because I saw somewhere today, and I'm not sure if you know, – I'm not going to be able to back this up with any sort of links and facts and anything like that, but I did read today, take it for what it's worth – that since he and Candace Owens came out in favor of Trump, came uh-huh. out telling Black people they do not have to be Democrats. It's okay to be a Black Republican, a Black conservative. It's okay to be Black and support Trump. Since that happened, Black support for Trump has doubled, from 11% to 22%. I was
1: gonna say from one to two percent. <laughs> it's
2: okay. That's fine. Laugh, but that's not insignificant. Went from 11
4: to 22 people.
2: That's in a, that's in like 10 days.
4: No, I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm surprised to hear that. S- a little
3: because bit more about the black community than they'd probably like to think.
1: Well, it's the barbershop quotient that I bring up from time to time. This is the right. shit that white people usually don't hear about. There's a lot of black people who are like, man, fuck Hillary Clinton. Yeah, Murderous it, bitch. If she'd have been sucking Bill's dick, we wouldn't have had to go through all that nonsense back in day. The- I mean, that is the attitude straight up. That's no bullshit and it's not that they necessarily love Trump but let's be honest and this is i guess this is that systemic racism that that like slow boil simmering racism that just uh-huh. permeates in this country even the media who's like we're so woke we're not being racist you know you assume black people are like the borg that they all think the same thing right. how can right. black people support no they're just right. like every A news fucking flash in the year 2018.
2: Black people are just like any other group of people. They have diverse opinions.
1: Well, that's
2: the thing, and that's the whole foundation of what Kanye is saying and what Candace Owens was saying, that you're not required to lock your mind into this ideology. It's intellectual slavery, if you think about it. That's exactly, Candace Owens used the plantation uh, verbiage, slavery all of that in uh, context with the democratic party and the democrats and liberals thinking that they uh had a basically a crop of intellectual slaves that were sort of planted on their plantation and that would never leave it that's exactly what they were saying and i think what that's I, the thing that may that may have resonated with everybody's like yeah i don't have to fucking do this i'm my own man i can think what i want i can draw my own conclusions come up with my own opinions i don't need these motherfuckers telling me what i need to think
1: and that's why i think as weird as this is going to sound but the quote-unquote black community is probably a better place for a third party to try to get a foothold it's 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 like when i lived in detroit and i talked to my neighbors and they go, first of all we ain't voting for a republican fuck that but these democrats ain't done shit right and i'm and i'm like well, you know you know who you sound like? Like who? I'm like you sound like me. You, that's, yeah. that's literally how I feel. I fuck the republic. Okay, yeah, whatever. All right, that's nice. You guys are Republicans, good for you. And as much as I would like to agree with a lot of what I hear on, coming from the Democrats, really they're all just neocons with slightly different takes on social issues. We don't really have a a, a hard left in our politics we have it in the people all you have to do is go online but we don't really have like a true left you know a true true progressives i guess i should say and not progressives in the sense of like i'm gonna fucking throw you in jail if you don't say the proper pronouns that's regressive that's not progressive and I, it seems to me that that's if you're a third party candidate i would try to get some grassroots support in the quote-unquote Urban community and, and, and come up that way it mm-hmm. just makes sense
2: to me yeah I wonder if I wonder if on some level too I'm always thinking in these these sort of uh, PR propaganda um, contexts that what we saw last year you know the, the whole Charlottesville thing everybody was up in arms and outraged by the the Nazis coming out to march in Charlottesville when in fact it was like 25 people, and there were conflicts and everything going mm-hmm. on I, I, I wonder how much the left is aware of exactly what you just said, that if someone comes in and starts to poach the blacks, starts to you know cut the intellectual chains and lead them off the fucking plantation, if they understand how devastating that would be to their cause, so therefore they propagate the narrative that everybody but us, anybody else that you, you know break political and ideological bread with is a racist and a Nazi and a skinhead, you better stay here safe on the plantation. I wonder how much that plays into that. They have to know it. They have to know that if they start hemorrhaging the black vote and people start soliciting blacks and welcoming them into their tent, they got huge problems. Hillary doesn't get nominated uh, in 2016 without the black vote down south.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, the, the, the black vote down south got her the nomination. You start losing the black vote, I mean, you got. You, <laughs> hey, you're going yeah, into you, the desert, boy. Huh? You, know, you know who Hillary pandered to, though, in the black community?
1: Mostly black women. Think about this. How many times do we hear from either side the statistics on the amount of black men who will at some point in their life serve time in jail? If you do any time for a felony, you can kiss your right to vote goodbye later. Right, right. I think there's a handful of states that if you go through a very long process, you can get your right to vote back. So she knows she doesn't have to pander to the fucking... To black males, so she pandered to black women. That's who, that's who carried the South for her. Because if you can't, if you have a well, whole group who a quarter of, first of all, half of America doesn't vote, so you can no. chop, what, what is, what is it supposed to be? 14% of this country is black, so 7% are men, so you can chop that fucking 7% in half. <laughs> and then the ones that, that do vote, or would vote, a quarter of them have records. Mm-hmm. So, I would only, I mean, I, from, the only from thing from I would, pure, a strategical Finish. level, from just purely a strategical level, does it even make sense to try to pander to that small of a of 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 a group? Well, to, I mean, uh, there's, give it lip service,
2: I, I, but right. I would only I would only challenge one aspect of this because of what you said. I don't disagree with it, but I would say that with the sheer numbers, and I don't I don't have them sitting in front of you, but we're talking with the black vote in Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana. Uh, down south, the far deep south, the old Confederacy, the numbers that Hillary garnered over Bernie were staggering. I, think it, I don't think there's any way that you could say, again, I don't have anything in front of me to base this on, just my, my sense of it, that black women were all of that. I mean, we're talking like 92%. I mean, it was staggering how badly she beat Bernie down there. During the primaries. So it couldn't have, it wasn't all just black women.
3: Well, I don't know.
1: Well, but, what I'm getting at is that the irony of it is, is that she whipped Bernie's ass that bad in that demographic in the South. Yeah, yet, Yeah. Remember, remember when, when the primaries were going on and those Black Lives Matter protesters hopped on the stage and he just stepped aside and let them talk instead of like security and all this bullshit. You think Hillary would have fucking stood for that? Fuck no. Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. They, they'd have been suicided the next day. I mean, it's, but, you know, to get back to the Kanye part of it, I don't know if Kanye is exactly the fucking, you want to, the guy you want to be the tip of the spear leading this, because there's a lot of people who Aaron and I were talking about earlier, Aaron, you said that you think he's fucking like seriously, like mentally ill.
4: Well, I mean, as much as one can make that judgment, that's never met him and is not a doctor and white. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you're basing well, I mean, it on, on his tweets well let's be honest let's be honest
1: if you sit down but, with a fucking doctor and they're trying to see if you that you need a 72-hour observation period they decide in 15-minute interview he's uh, showing signs of someone who well is at least manic
4: you know i i would put addiction in that rather large uh, mental illness umbrella and i've talked to a lot of addicts and you're hearing that uh a clip today of him on uh was it Charlemagne the God is it uh as a podcast that he has? no, I think he's on terrestrial either. radio oh okay well
5: the sh-
4: just the the rhythms of how he was talking in this kind of like circular thought process where he kept looping back on himself. I was like, this guy sounds like every fucking junkie I've ever talked to, and then he starts talking about how he got hooked on. Opioids, and I don't, I don't know if this is something that he's still doing, or he's. I guess he takes them every once in a while, it's, unless he's gone through some sort of rehab program. I don't know how he goes from seven pills a day down to like every once in a while. I mean, it's I possible. Think
2: in the but, larger context, though, I mean it. it <sighs> I understand where you're, where you're coming from with this. And it's, it's really small sample size for us to be able to even if we're paying attention to your, you, you guys listen to a lot more podcasts than I do. You know, a lot more about Kanye than I do, but you don't have mm. a clear window to his life. Yeah, so you're absolutely. speculating on, on anything that's public. You know, <laughs> I'm afraid of what would happen if the stuff that I put on Facebook over the last 10 years, if someone were to do a psychological evaluation based on that. that terrifies the shit out of me. You know what I'm saying? And beyond that, beyond that, Kanye, I don't think matters. I mean, beyond sort of cracking the door open, he may not be the tip of the spear. He may open the door for somebody else who's a heck of a lot more articulate and cognizant of how to uh, play the sort of articulate field to step up and be the tip of the spear. He just may have been the guy who was Able to kick the door open. Or it's at okay least show now.
4: somebody that there was a door to be kicked open. Exactly. There, a lot of people just assume there was no access point to that block of voters.
2: Right. He's sort of like he's sort of like uh, the fullback in the football analogy. You know, throwing a block, opening a hole for somebody else out to run through.
1: Well, I mean, I have no. to wonder how many of that eleven to twenty-two percent is. <clears throat> excuse me, people who, for whatever reason weren't comfortable like they've always they've always at least maybe not support Donald Trump but been like "Eh, I'll give him a shot you know kind of like that attitude and they were like oh okay so you know I can say this shit now and I'm not going to get jumped on by everybody
2: well let's not discount let's not discount the thing we always come back to every single week and that's the four of us in the reaction to the radicalizing left. How, you know, if black people are just like us, how many other black people out there in that 11% swing range are having the same effect to the radicalizing feminism and the per- the, the you know personal pronouns and the Jordan Peterson stuff. Yeah. You know, that has to resonate with other people outside of just we white folk. You know, and if it, like you said, I think you I think you make a very good point there that maybe suddenly it's okay to say, you know, yeah, I've I been afraid to say these people are batshit crazy. They're radicalizing. They're taking, you know, their ideology, their plantation to places I'm not comfortable picking cotton. Mm-hmm. I want off. Oh, it's okay to come over here now. Sweet. You mean I can say it? Sweet. I'm the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, 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 I. Go ahead.
1: That's the only. That's that's really the only thing that about because most of what he said, what Kanye says. I'm like, I, I'm kind of with Aaron on. I'm like, bro, you're either manic or you're jacked up on something. But I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't really support a lot of what he said. Like the whole slavery is, slavery was a choice. Okay. In what context did he say that? Cause i, I I'm, I'm yeah. media savvy enough to know that taken out of context, that sounds horrible. Did he say that as in, because it is Kanye, was he going off on some sort of mental slavery thing?
4: No, no, no. no. He was literally talking about, if if slavery lasted for hundreds of years, then it must have been a choice, because uh, uh, I, I don't even know how to dissect his thoughts on this really. But I get where he's you. coming from. It's, it's kind I of this exactly like immature <laughs> thinking. It's, it's it's this immature thinking. Like I would do something exactly. Like I, uh, I would I would have stood up. We would yeah. organize. You know. It is. The, the, the That's exactly go, what it.
2: That's yeah. what it is, but he's, I think what he's saying is the same thing that uh, de Tocqueville got into in Democracy in America. Uh, he did the tour in the 1830s and saw slavery firsthand, and he understood that white men had an inherent terror, an innate terror of a black uprising. That if they organized and they decided, no, we're not going to fucking do this anymore, that they had no prayer of holding that rage in check. It's part of the foundation. I mean, it, I'm not going to go all into this, but it's part of the, the Second Amendment clinging the guns. Guns yeah, were a big yeah. deal back then because it kept slaves in check. Yeah. It gave the, It was a deterrent to keep them from organizing and rising up with very few examples. So in that sense... I mean it's very simplistic, and you're right, Aaron. Yeah, well, I would have done this and I would have done well, you don't know that. But on some sense, and some very minuscule level, maybe maybe it was a choice. Had they decided and made the choice to rise up, there's no way that they could have been held in chains. Well I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not hundred percent agreeing with what he's saying. I'm just sort of playing the devil's advocate here.
4: I, I hear but, you, but I mean it's a choice for every individual that they make to go. I can choose to say, no, I'm not going to do this and then get beat or possibly killed. Right. Or I can make the choice to just keep my head down and try and get through this and <laughs> well, hope that's
2: that a, it will that, change. That's a choice a lot of us make every single day. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. The, the
3: Underground yeah. Railroad wasn't a form of an uprising? No, I, no there
4: was. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it was. That, See, I'm just trying to I'm trying to imagine his train of thought. I'm thinking his train of thought is probably it's just once again, all pure speculation. Right. Um Mine too, by the way. So I, I I'm wondering if his train of thought is going this way. If he's trying to connect how slaves didn't like uprise against their masters for four hundred years and society today how we haven't you know like the government it's not representative of us but we make a choice every day to just go oh well what are you going to do as long as the wi-fi and it still works i'm good right i mean i i I have to wonder if he's trying to make that type of connection and he's just
4: i I think you're giving him too much credit see that's i i think this is i'm
3: overthinking it commerce based He supposedly has an EP coming out on June 1st and an album coming out. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't fucking matter, Chris. Two weeks in a row we have dedicated a half an hour to this guy. You just
2: sent me a link. It doesn't matter if it's commerce-based or not. You just sent me a link on my phone. You sent it to all of us that said support among black men for Trump has doubled as a result of this. It doesn't matter if it's commerce-based. It's having an effect. Yeah, right. I don't care what his intentions are, to be honest with you. I'm, a, I'm concerned, not concerned. I'm, I don't know what I am. I'm more interested in discussing the effects of it rather than the, the motives. It doesn't matter.
3: It, it, but, the effect. The, but the effects are, as a celebrity said, they like somebody, so people now like this guy. It happens all the time.
2: <laughs> the effect is that his support among black men has doubled. That is a danger sign if you're a progressive, if you're a Democrat. That cannot happen. Not yeah, yeah, in ten yeah. days. That is a significant problem. Right.
4: right. I mean, we saw this happen with Roseanne. Roseanne comes back with a new show, and then gets on Twitter and starts doing talking a bunch of crazy Trump supportive shit, and the liberals are outraged by it. But mm-hmm. it did. It didn't move the needle on on any group of people's support for Trump. This did. That. Yeah. Kanye spouted the crazy shit. You know, they both did it for the same reasons—attention. But Kanye's had an actual effect that Roseanne's didn't, other than another celebrity that the the right can claim
1: as their own. Well, there is a, and I, and this—I don't know if this is—I don't know where these most of these people fall on the political spectrum. But the, I've noticed online and like opinion pieces and and uh, uh, op eds and 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 just even even some of the 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 left reporting, there is a group of people who are like who the fuck are you to start talking for me yeah you know what I'm what saying like this this attitude of you know oh well, i'm a white liberal so i'm gonna tell other white people how they should talk you know about yeah about hmm. this subject and they're like first of all don't lump us all together second of all who the fuck are you to talk for me i can talk for myself right i mean it does kind of go back to that chris rock bit where he was like you know You saw the bullshit with Colin Powell. Oh, he speaks so well. He's a college educated fucking man. Of course he speaks well. What do you expect him to come out, grab his cock, and be like, what's up, niggas? What's up?
2: No. I'd pay money to see that, though.
1: No, I kind of would, too. I I was kind of waiting for like the last couple weeks of Obama's presidency (laughs) for him just to get hood with some people for just. No kidding. Yeah. Saw it for a split second, ironically, with the Kanye shit when he jumped on stage with Taylor Swift, where he was just like, yeah, guy's a jackass. I was like, "All right, all right." Obama is a human, okay. Like oh, for Obama,
3: can to you do imagine a press conference with an unlit Newport in his mouth the whole time? No. Can you imagine no,
4: Obama—it's cool, baby. If Obama, <laughs> Kanye, Trump's inauguration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like I, I, I think there's an element of that to this. I think it's also, once again. This is just my mind, how I work. I, it, huh, too many people think politicians are like these, like, oh my God, they're, 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 they're on another level than us. No, they're just the exact same as us. They're scheming assholes who want power and will fucking collude, lie, beg, borrow, steal, do whatever they have to do to keep it. And I think someone in Trump camp said, you know what's an untapped fucking base? Black men. Who can we get? And Kanye just comes wandered in talking about, Hey, I just got clean, supposedly, and I'm a free thinker now. And they're like, yep, you're a useful idiot. Come sit down. Have a seat. Here's a fucking autographed MAGA hat. I mean, what, I, okay. That's what that's about just Candace how my Owens, mind works?
2: Candace Owens preceded Kanye. Candace Owens is the yeah. one who basically no one give, pushed no Kanye one would give a shit who
1: can't, no one would give a shit who Candace Owens was if she didn't fucking back up Kanye. If Kanye hadn't said anything, Candace Owens would be Candace Owens before Kanye spoke up.
2: Which is who? She was. She was a thing. She had made a splash before Kanye said a word.
1: In the same way that guys like Tommy Sotomayor or, uh, oh shit, who is it? Is it no Michael Steele? I can't. Other prominent quote unquote black conservatives. Uh-huh. They make a splash yeah. in the in the not in the larger consciousness of society, but in the oh i 'm going to watch bill Maher, i 'm going to watch fucking rachel maddow i 'm going to watch hannity whatever the fuck
3: can, can, I, can I talk real for a second too be honest <laughs> when she, keeping it real goes red yeah she is somebody that the, that the black community didn 't fucking know who the, who she was that could have the uncle Tom label thrown at her to dismiss her real easy but now Kanye but now her backing up Kanye legitimizes
1: her i mean I, yeah i I kind of think so i, I mean there yeah. are there, are, yeah. a black, there are a number of black there are a number of blacks conservatives that fucking have been speaking out since before the election, before Trump even won the primary. And I think they're not right. in the public consciousness like, like this lady was due to Kanye.
2: Well Michael Steele, is that the the former RNC chair is that who you're thinking of? Yeah. Black eye glasses, bald. Yeah, he's, been, he's yeah. been railing against he was railing against Trump for most of the time, wasn't he? Yeah, but he's still a conservative. Yeah, but he don't make
3: sneakers and sell rap you know rap records. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
4: This is less of uh, like,
3: am I wrong? Rich? Tr- Come on,
4: Kanye's influence on on possible uh, black voters and and who they're going to support it it just merely shown a light somewhere, right? It the yeah, I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I think it's, I think it, rather than saying it's shown a light somewhere, I think it's shown a light through a crack.
4: And right, 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 right. There's
2: there's a fracture there. And I don't think that Democrats, liberals, especially the Green Tea Party wing of the Democratic Party, or however you want to look at it, progressive ship, progressivism, uh, I don't think they thought or realized that that crack was there.
3: Yeah, that's, I will agree with you there, Todd. The fact that he just hasn't been piled on by every black celebrity is, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that shows some cracks. You know, yeah. you, know
2: what's, you know what's amazing? He should be
3: a pariah at this point.
2: Well, he is. He is to. He is yeah. to uh, a lot of not blacks, but he is. He's like. Remember that thing we were talking about earlier, Rich? That article that I'm sure we'll get to later on, telling us how we can only how we can speak to black people. That started <laughs> out. The very first paragraph was the damage, or the uh, what was it? How did it phrase it? But it was the damage. The the horrific comments and damaging. Uh, rhetoric that Kanye put out I mean it was something that was just like oh my god he said it's okay to fuck children that's where the piling on is coming from is the uh, ideologically pure wing of the green tea party and it's, it's, it's hefty it is hefty they don't know what to do with us the people i've heard mostly
1: jump on him are somehow in the media like yeah. npr whenever they talk about this i've yet to hear anyone who is like even remotely like like barely barely giving him props like i do like you know what i don't i i you get an f for execution but you get an a for effort for going out there and saying hey you're allowed to think for yourself the democrats don't own agency of your brain you don't have to think exactly like them on every issue. The, his execution, in my mind, leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. I mean, that's that. The, but there's not even someone who'll say that because that is in my. I, I'm starting to really believe this, and I've heard rumblings about another podcast. That's career suicide almost at this point.
2: At this point, yeah, of course it is. Yeah,
4: yeah. I don't know. I th- for Kanye that tr- supporting Trump, is career suicide is that
1: no someone coming it- out in the media, uh, like, th- like oh. an NPR, like talking head and say, even g- giving him just the faintest of praise. Like I did like, right. they he, like immediately he'd be shouted down and say, how could you, this is the problem. He's trying to normalize racism and homophobia and sexism and, and, and right. imperialism. And you right. just gave him a fucking green light to do so. A- and I, The reason i that's not that's not that's not me coming up with shit. That's a quote I've read multiple times on these fucking articles about this
2: issue. And I'm just like, really, really? I mean, fear of reprisals. It's, you know, that book that I posted to you guys or in my uh, I didn't post it to you guys. I don't think, but it's called propaganda. It's by this French philosopher guy was written in like 1963, something like that. And one of it, it kind of terrified me a little. I don't have it in front of me. and I didn't prepare anything. I'm probably going to do it on my own podcast if I you know, get around to doing one between now and August. Uh, but basically, I was reading the, the, at the very end of this book, there's a section on brainwashing. And one of the uh, main tenets of it, there were several that reminded me of what's coming from the left these days and how you can convince men that they're evil, that their penis makes them dirty, and that they are all the, – the the problem with the entire world – uh, is because of white men or men in general. There are aspects of this that are contained in the brainwashing section of this book, and fear of reprisals is what you're talking about right there, Rich. Because you cannot come out, you cannot challenge the doctrine, the dogma, or uh, you know, sort of the meme insemination coming from the left without reprisals, hefty ones, harsh ones, career suicide. It's so what I was talking about with the, the Chicago comedy scene. At one point in time, you could not go into this hermetically sealed bubble in Chicago. Try to do comedy that was against the doctrine or the dogma. Reprisals—it's institutional—and that's I—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm putting together <laughs> a really large idea on all this, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's terrifying where the left has taken this. You don't have—you—you you do not have freedom of thought or speech anymore. You can't do it if you're on NPR and you're a paid. Uh, pundit, someone who's supposed to be articulate and understand the issues, and you can't even go on your own program and say something like, what you just said, Rich, you can't do that without being shouted down and fired. How do you have a free media? How is that free speech? Leave the, the college shit out of it. I mean, if this is going on in, in, in the, the electronic media, the free press, how is that a free press?
3: The irony is this is the same media that thinks, Donald Trump's going to turn it into a state-run media. It, 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 yeah. The thing is, it's is is just, not, just not the actual state.
2: They're not wrong either. This is the thing. You've got to think on two levels here because they're not wrong when it comes to Trump because he sees this and he can, he can actually use all of this and do the same thing coming from the other direction mm. because they're giving him the, the ammunition. They're, to use that word again, they're legitimizing the words coming out of his mouth.
4: Well, well, you know, what, what, Republicans are trying to uh, produce this idea that they all are the alternative to the uh, the radicals in the liberal party that, that are not whatever they want to say about it. They are just, at the end of the day, not for free speech. They are, are offended by it. They want to control what people say and think. But Republicans are just as bad at this, right? I mean...
2: That, no, that, no, they're no. not. They're not just as bad. Not anymore.
4: Yeah. I mean, you want they in want the to. Eight, oh, liberals, 80s, liberals yes. need their their safe space. And, uh, you know, they don't want to be offended by anything. And then Michelle Wolf tells some jokes and they all lose their shit. Yeah.
1: As the biggest bunch of fucking adult diapers in one room I've ever fucking seen outside of a crazy ass yeah. porn I ran into one time. I swear to God, a bunch of put No, I I'm sorry. I, I I whatever, I'm digging my heels in agreeing with Aaron on this one. They're they're all a bunch of pussies. They're a bunch of fucking thin skinned, ego yeah. as big as the world, but it's eggshell fragile, fucking bitch bitch made motherfuckers. This is what they are, period. Because if you challenge them in any way, they want to shut it down. Mm-hmm. They can't mm-hmm. handle any type of criticism. This is no dip. Di- once again, welcome to America where we all have Alzheimer's. Does no
4: one remember the Dixie <laughs> Chicks? They tried to they tried to paint yeah. Michelle Wolf as anti-woman because she was making jokes about uh about what's her, Sarah Sanders.
1: And isn't that a play a play we would expect from the
4: left?
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Same thing.
4: And and look at her jokes. She doesn't crack on her weight or her looks or anything. She does compare her to the woman from the uh, Handmaid's Tale, but she doesn't say it's because of the way that she looks. No, if she'd have called her
1: Kathy, <laughs> that'd have been a lot better. Act. Every time I see that, a, 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 Find like a good her, swimsuit, yeah, <laughs> every, time, every time I see a cartoon with that chick, I just for the rest of my life I'm going to think that. So thanks for that, Aaron. You know, the thing that got because me out. there.
4: before, I, did. I mean, I, then nobody said peep about the abortion joke. Which in the past would have been the most offensive part of it, and was the funniest yeah. joke if you didn't hear that one. No, but I she's didn't. talking about. Uh, she's like, uh, she mentions abortion. She's like, I know a lot of people don't in this room don't like abortion. Mike Pence is again is very anti-abortion. All I have to say is, don't knock it till you try it, <laughs> and if you do try it, really knock it because you need to get that baby out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the best joke of the night and in the like I was saying in the past, that would have been the joke that like, oh, she crossed a line, you can't joke about abortion, but now mm-hmm. she crossed a line because because she said some stuff that made them uncomfortable, and then they used her joke her jokes about another woman to say that like, oh, she crossed a line, this shouldn't be allowed,
2: yeah, the thing that gets me it i I exactly saw Lawrence get, O'Donnell.
4: a lot of support from the left by the way, yeah. <laughs> either because. Yeah, Lawrence. Of this, Uh, Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell sort of summed uh,
2: the whole thing up for it. I didn't see the bit. I didn't see the routine. I quit watching that (laughs) a long time. I think I I quit watching it after the Seth Meyers thing, which I enjoyed at the time. Uh, I really don't pay attention to it. For one thing, it's the media. It's a journalist thing. And if you want uh to have any sort of credibility, I think maybe journalists should have a gathering that's a little more sophisticated and classy than that where they go in and roast each other like they're on Comedy Central. I don't really, I don't get I don't know that. where
4: this tradition comes from. I know, I agree yeah, with I don't you. Either. It seems.
2: Yeah, but It's, it's anyway, something
4: that we've just grown up with and accepted, but like, yeah, yeah when you look at it on paper, it's, it's very questionable.
2: Yeah, but Lawrence O'Donnell uh, put out a tweet, I think it was, where he said that Donald Trump destroyed the line here. That was, her, that was his defense of whatever the fuck, what's her name? whatever
4: It was okay for her to cross that line because, because Donald Trump, Trump did already it. erased it. Yes.
2: So <laughs> what the fuck are you saying here? Donald Trump oh. is your standard bearer now? This right. is what Ma. I'm hearing. Donald, or, or, Donald it, Trump no, sets the bar for you? He's Ma, so bad. Jimmy's so terrible. Lets him do that. But yet he's the one that establishes your boundaries. It's, God, what it's the fuck all, is wrong with you? <laughs>
1: it's all bullshit. They don't care. It, you can, you're trying to apply logic and reason to people who just don't give a fuck about either of those things. They just want to win. And it, here's, yeah. they don't care if they're right or wrong. They don't care if they're hip, hypocrites. They don't care if they leave scorched earth. It's, it's about them. my it's side not, has to
2: win. It's not them. I'm not concerned about them. I understand propaganda. I understand it better than most people. The thing that pisses me off is the people that watch it that ingest that unquestionably, that are sitting there with their fucking hand on their pants, fondling their tiny raisin-sized balls, nodding their heads along with Lauren's, yeah, Trump made me do it, Trump made me do it, devil made me do it. Hey. My, you know
1: what I mean? my balls are like melons, buddy. They're not raisin. It? Well, that's I,
4: also to imply that there was something wrong with what she did in the first place. He she told he,
1: he acknowledges some that. jokes
2: at a roast. But he, he basically acknowledges it. You
1: you yeah. want you want to know the most telling thing about this whole this whole correspondence dinner? There's been two since Trump's been in office, and he skipped them both. You know the only other president that has skipped it, exactly. Reagan, when he was recovering from being fucking shot. Okay, yeah. So so who's the fucking snowflake? He can't even handle sitting in a room and fucking being the butt of some jokes. <laughs> even actually, I the saw, Central uh, roast. They yes, they said was, here's here's a list of shit you can't say about him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, at that point, any comedian with any integrity would have been like, okay, well, then you're going to have to cut my segment or fuck you and walk out. Sorry. I, you're not going to tell me what I can and can't say at a fucking roast.
2: Well, That was it, on it, uh, Comedy it, Central no. about a week ago, actually. did you Have you ever seen that? Yeah. No, I yeah. haven't. Yeah, it's it's pretty... I mean, if they had a list of shit they couldn't say about him, <laughs> I'd like to see that list because they, they beat the living shit out of him. Shit about, uh, what
1: was it, the accusation of what Ivanka's his daughter. It's Ivana was his wife, right?
4: Right. Yeah.
1: yeah
4: fucking I stupid guess. names. It's whatever. Like the North Korean leaders, I just say them both, and I don't know. I'm gonna be right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be half right every time.
1: But no, I, you know, she accused him in, in in the divorce papers of sexually assaulting her one time. They yeah. couldn't bring that up in any in, like not just that specific incident, but they had to v- steer very clear. Around the waters of that island, Uh you know what I'm saying? And that was what was the other one? Something about something about one of his businesses. I don't know. And they were like, "Well, it's it's because it was a court case at the time." And they were like, "Well, it's a court case." And I'm like, "That's an excuse. That's an excuse." I mean, but either way, he really, you're the president of the United States, dude. You got the job simply because someone told a fucking joke. Well, it also um, at at that correspondence dinner, and right. six years, four years later, you were like, "Now who's laughing, bitches?"
2: Yeah, and it also, honestly, from a PR standpoint and a propaganda standpoint, which is actually a synonym, uh, it fits his narrative, the fake news narrative. It, it really is a good move for him. I mean, outside of you know the, the obvious uh, bruised ego track, I guess if you want to take that, but it really fits the narrative that he's always had since the campaign of the fake news and the fake media. And refusing to partake in that, actually probably to his people, to his voters, to his base, is basically a big middle finger to the press. I don't see that as a, I don't know, I, I think calculatingly, I don't think it's just ego. I think it's I, how he wants to present himself to his voters. Yeah. And by not going and doing a rally, had one up Right around you guys. Yep. Instead of going to that dinner, I think that's a, I think that's smart as hell. I mean, if they're all fake and they're all evil, or however you want to characterize it, why would you go and endure that from people that you have no respect no. for?
4: I'm gonna throw my own party and it's gonna yeah. have more people. I, I think I think they're they're all it was, like me. I think, think most people.
1: The fact that he skipped for a second year in a row, Make a situation where he'd have to sit there and get fucking. Just roasted to to go throw a, look how great I am, fucking basically sweet 16 birthday party in the middle of fucking Mitter Mullet, Michigan. It's Yera. I, 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 come on dude but isn't that yeah, we're, 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 well okay we are reading way too fucking much into this simple cocksucker first of all and i'm really getting tired <laughs> yeah. of this shit the like simple like cocksucker sort of, that managed nah,
2: it's a simple he, cocksucker he, that managed to win an election and is the leader of the free world you can, uh, you can be you, productive you, you, about it if you want to but you, you can't sit here and keep dismissing the man for uh, 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 on every level as a fucking dolt he's not a dolt he somehow is president of the united states he didn't just fall into that fucking manhole cover.
1: I never fucking said he's not. He's adult. I said he's smart enough to surround himself with people. First of all, we all know who has the power. It's usually not the person in front of the fucking podium. It's the person pulling the strings on the person in front of the podium. OK, he he's he has people around him
2: that got him elected. He's fired at them all. But they got him elected, didn't they? All except one. <laughs> Where's Steve Bannon? So how does Steve Bannon tie into this This uh, skipping of the correspondence dinner and heading to Michigan last week? He's not there anymore. Neither is Manafort. There is one did guy he? Did they get him
3: who He's been there the whole time. Who? White who? hair. It's like Johnny Quest. Like uh, Pence? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. And, I, and I find it difficult to give and, Pence that much credit for he's anything. A quiet one. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, I've I've seen I've seen way too many. I've seen way too many interviews. I've seen way too many things, documentaries, whatever that that Trump's involved in and seeing how he reacts to anyone challenging him, talking, talking as he would see it, talking down to him. Well, and if he can't get up and walk out and control the situation, he does not want anything to do with the situation. Now, that may be smart from a strategic standpoint, but that just proves that you're a thin skinned bitch.
4: Well, right, that's what I was thinking about with the, the the correspondence dinner. You know, part of this is the idea that part of what the public likes about this is the idea that our president can take the heat. You know, that yeah, uh, don't forget
3: he's that, a straight shooter. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: right,
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I, the the problem with Trump is that you know, I'm with you, Rich. There's a lot of times where I'm like, what a fucking idiot. You know, but yet I'm with Todd on this. Ultimately, you can't get elected to be president. If you're an idiot, you can't even maintain a business. If you're that, if you're as much of an idiot as I think Trump is
3: George but it's W. Because, Bush,
4: because what we're what we're identifying as the parts of the idiots are these huge, these gaping holes in his in his game that come from. A whole life of never really having to be challenged on anything of you setting the tone for everything and the basis for what is or is not true
3: rich w had the same thing in common with trump uh smart enough or er, er, smart enough to know to put smarter people around him
2: well he kept exactly and he also he came from a political family you know his dad right he, uh, he, grew. he grew up he grew up in that environment he understood from the day he was born he was around politics yeah you know, he may he not have been, to do
1: was be a general manager of a baseball team
2: yeah he may, not, he may may not Is have been it, the brightest tool in the you know, the brightest flashlight in the hand, <laughs> so to speak, but he at least had a foundation in politics. He knew how to play it
3: more interesting. Here's right. his brother
2: yeah. Here's,
4: well, it's the reason why why george but george w. Bush has a thicker accent than his daddy did, right? His daddy had the composure and the look of somebody who's presidential. And they looked at little Georgie and said, Well, he doesn't have the presidential look, but we gotta get that, that folksy charm into him. That, so you keep that, that accent common
2: man that common man.
4: That's gonna be your
2: yeah. that's gonna be your catch. Yeah, Jeb doesn't have that either, does he?
5: No,
4: he no, he's, he's more what, of a statesman yeah. Barbara, no energy.
2: Barbara had a tiny one, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, where does what? George's come from? That's, <laughs> That's got to be it, right? Well, just real quick to go to, it to on. answer your, to answer your question yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you yeah, that you plays shots. it up. Yeah, the offshore rapist
3: as Rich likes to call it.
1: <laughs> the uh, yeah. T- to answer t- t- to answer a question you asked. Anyway, yeah, so I, d- I just I
2: think it's I, d- I understand where you're coming from, Rich, and I I, I have been uh, down that road. I've I. I started there and i i i think it's dangerous to just reactively dismiss him as an idiot who can't do anything um i don't know if you go back to 2016 he's sort of proven i guess uh
1: you can't hear can you
3: yeah
2: okay Okay. i thought we dropped again i don't
3: think think they are
2: no i'm here oh can you hear us what happened who's recording is it you
4: i nope. hang up yeah i was like todd is talking directly over you he can't hear us I'm back. what oh there we go. There you are hello yeah. can you, you hear, can us, hear us, now? us now yes yeah okay What yeah. what's that all about Imagine. i don't know that was weird once again i thought i thought state. we
2: were re- re- replaying oh. last week where i go on for the 15 minute monologue well, and well, find no. out nobody's like, sitting there
4: y- y- <laughs> i realized that we had that you guys couldn't hear us because you kept talking directly over rich And I'm watching him get mad. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, Todd is not purposely interrupting you. He's just trying to fill this gap.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, anyways, like I was going to say, in 2016, Bloomberg did a a, a pretty big piece on the inner workings of Trump's campaign. Not necessarily Trump himself, the people in his campaign. And how they got to, and this was like, I believe, like a month, maybe even less before the election they put this, this piece out. And in this piece, basically, everybody on that worked on his campaign. A lot of those people, like you said, Todd, who aren't there anymore, Trump said, "I want," to, said to his inner circle, "I want to be president. Not I want to run for president. I want to be president. Get me people who know how to make that happen." And so they, yeah, they. He didn't care about he. He didn't. He didn't go get me the alt right. They're gonna sweep me into the White House. He didn't give a shit about any of that. He just Mm -hmm. wanted to win. So he surrounded, this is where I, this is where he's not dumb. He surrounded himself with people who were like, oh, I can use him to further my deeper agenda if I get him elected. And then he got elected and went, thanks for the help, fuck off. And that's basically what he did. That's, now, I'm not calling him dumb for doing that. But what I'm saying is, I don't think there's anything really there. I don't think he has, this man has any deep-rooted beliefs. He just no, wanted no. T- to prove well, that I can be president. And look at where, no, look I agree where he is now. The,
4: the people that he does still have supporting, have you followed uh, the shit with uh, Rudy Giuliani on TV recently in the past couple of days?
1: Oh, God. Now bit. what?
4: Well, okay, so the whole Stormy Daniels story is a, yeah, so what? I don't even care if he fucked a porn star. That doesn't matter. But what's going to get them into trouble on this is, is that, uh, it, it looks like a campaign, uh, uh, campaign finance violation, which, uh, could possibly, somebody could possibly serve jail time on that sentence. Mm. And it, you know, it's all based on where did the money come from that was paid to Stormy Daniels and what was the reason that she was given the money. And, Trump had maintained up until a couple days ago that he had no idea about any of it. If Stormy Daniels was paid by his lawyer, well, that's what he... uh, Taking this attitude of like, hey, I'm a rich guy and I have a lawyer and my lawyer takes care of that shit. I don't know. (laughs) He handles my light work. Right. 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 And then Rudy Giuliani gets on TV and starts talking about how it was that, that... He starts talking about how Trump knew about this and paid, uh, what's his name, his lawyer, the the $130,000 that was paid to Stormy Daniels, kind of blowing up Trump's argument about him not knowing anything about it. So then they have to come back and be like, well, he found out, he didn't know about it when he, he was asked by reporters when all this was coming out. But since then, he has found out about it. So he knows now, but it didn't, ha- it still didn't have anything to do with the campaign. Next morning, Giuliani gets on TV again and he's talking about how, Oh, well, can you imagine if something like this came out, uh, it, against Hillary during you the got election? A hey, you, you, you got, you got, you got, got, a, got a mic problem, crackly. brother. Yeah. You're you're That's a mic.
3: Now you're clipping. Huh. Really? Yes.
4: Yeah. I think that might be a Skype problem. You're, How's you, you're coming through fine on mine. Okay. None of that. It's, yeah, you sound okay yeah. to me.
3: It's, your guys, it's something with your guys' connection. Because Todd's, yeah. Todd's just fine.
2: Chris and I don't have any issues all
4: right, at all. I'm going to hang up again and call you back.
3: All right.
2: <laughs> that sounded like hardware.
3: Hello. Hello.
2: Hello. Is that, that any better?
3: It's still happening.
1: Yeah.
2: Really? Oh, that's bizarre. That's really weird. It sounds, it sounds to me like hardware.
1: All right. I, I, I wanted to say this about the Stormy Daniels thing. You know how yeah. I knew that this was going to be just one big clusterfuck, just a circle jerk for the media? Huh? A couple of years ago, Joe Rogan was, or not Joe Rogan, um, Seth, uh, Seth Rogan was on Howard Stern. And he told the story about how on the set of the 40 year old virgin, she was telling everybody she fucked Donald Trump. He's like, this is not a secret in Hollywood. Anyone right. who's had dealings with this woman for more than five minutes, and you start talking about, you know, famous people. She's going to throw out there, by the way, I fucked Donald Trump. So it's not like this was something that, you know, she was saving up. It's not like the dress, you know what I'm saying? With Monica, like, well, I saved it just in case.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: No, she's been blabbing her fucking cock holster since this fucking happened. And it, it, yeah, if sure. that's the, if that's it, the it, case, then you know what? that they knew that was coming down the line politically that, okay, at some point we're going to have to deal with this. Yeah. Period.
4: And, it's, and it was, day, but it was it was days before the election that they paid her the money. No, so I how does that not look like they're
1: paying? No, her that to absolutely keep quiet does because that, of the election. Yeah, I mean, because okay, 40 year old version was recorded was made in 2004. Right, that is what twelve years before the election, and you're paying her right before the days before the fucking vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, I'm I'm not and, disagreeing with that.
4: Yeah. It, and the the difficulty here with trying to say that well no campaign finances were used to to pay off Stormy Daniels is it's not going to stick with Trump because I mean he's using so much of his own money anyway right well that that's what we're asked to believe <laughs> right that's what that's what we're led to believe certainly but you can't have it both ways can you
1: well do we re- do, you, do you remember when we first came back. And we were talking about Trump and how he was his big thing at that point was I'm not going to accept donations. I have enough money to do this on my own. And then like two weeks later, please send me some money. (laughs) I was like, oh, isn't that amazing? You don't have, you do not understand how expensive it is to run a presidential campaign in this country.
4: That was the thing. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm rich. I can do this. And then he saw how much money Hillary was raising, and he's like, there's no way I'm doing this on my own.
2: Nope. In my attempt to hop into a hot air balloon. And take a wider view of this whole thing. Stormy Daniels is going to matter a bit. It's not going to change a thing. And this is what terrifies me. I just saw this thing pop up. It's on the Detroit News. And uh, there's an article that's headline is GOP now belongs to Trump, poll says. And this is a, a, a poll, I guess, of Michigan residents. And I'm skimming over this real quick. And the question was, do you support Trump or the Republican Party, right? And overall, 50.3% of state Republicans said they support Trump, while 39% consider themselves primarily loyal to the party. Uh, The margin is even larger among those who identify as conservatives. So I guess there's a difference between identifying as a Republican or being a Republican voter and being a conservative. And if you're a conservative here in the state of Michigan – they chose loyalty to the president at 55.4% over 28.9% to the party. My point is – oh, and there's one other one that really fucking terrifies me. Trump's job approval rating ranges from 82 to 98% among uh, varying GOP groups, and his favorability numbers uh, are apparently rising. You can find that on the Detroit News. Now, why so does that matter? are people
4: that are really in, living in fantasy. Like, doesn't, Ann Coulter might support Trump, but hold she's off, still mad that he can't get shit done. Right? Hold
2: off, hold off on the judgment for a minute. That that could be. That's fine. It doesn't matter. He is the demagogue. He is the Republican Party now. He is He is the target of the loyalty at this point. So... You can have Russian collusion investigations, you can have Stormy Daniels, you can have fan finance campaign problems, violations, law-breaking, however you want to look at it. Uh-huh. If you get to the point where you're going to impeach him, what are you going to unleash? These people, it's, it would be like executing Jesus at this point. They don't care about the Republican Party. It's him. How are you going <laughs> to... It, it, this is such a clusterfuck at this point. Because even if even if the Democrats, even if the Green Tea Party succeeds in their wildest dreams, whatever it is they, they whatever concoction and utopian vision they have for the next year or two, and they impeach the man, how are they gonna deal with what they unleash?
3: They executed Jesus now, there's a church in every corner.
2: <laughs> I mean this is just this is just Michigan, granted. That's fine. I, I find it very difficult to believe that those numbers are gonna be any, any more positive as far as uh, critical thinking Republicans and conservatives in Kentucky or Alabama?
3: He's got me thinking about the Kraken.
2: Texas. No, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's exactly what you should be thinking of. And this goes back to what we were talking about in the pre-show, that Jordan Peterson thing on Bill Maher's overtime when he asked— the panel what are you gonna do with the other half of the country even if you get what you want how are you going to bring these people back into the fold how are you gonna live with them as countrymen part of the American family again how are you gonna do that Liberals, even if you succeed, and nobody, nobody on that show could answer it, and nobody that I have talked to, I put this on my podcast, I think I asked it back, back in February, one of the very first episodes. How do you propose to bring the other half of the country into, in even, how do you control them? Are you going to put them in ideological concentration camps? How does this work? So yeah, Stormy Daniels, he fucked a porn star, great. He paid to shut her up, great. That's fine. What are you going to do about it? And when you do it, how are you going to handle the repercussions of it? The consequences of it. You have a lot this
1: of people on the left who just don't give a shit, Todd. They don't have an answer for you because they don't care to have an answer. And everybody else who's looking for an answer is scratching their heads, going, "Is there any?" Co-? This is a question that I've heard asked from many people, many people over the last two years—well, almost two years, year and a half since he was, since the election.
2: Is there any coming back from this? Is this War. just the new normal now? Bloodshed. Some it, it 's a metaphorical asteroid strike. It's the civil war. it 's something to cleanse the palate. It has to happen at this point. I don't see any. Alt- I, I don't want to be that guy. You know I've been dabbling <laughs> with optimism here the last couple of weeks. And there are a lot of people that are seeing it, and, and they understand that the fault here lies, as far as I'm concerned, in the left, because they are not offering a viable alternative. They've become Castro Guevara to our Batista, to Trump 's Batista if you don't have any historical context, Batista was the dictator we put in Cuba. Made life hell. He's Trump in this scenario. The left is turning itself into Fidel Castro and Che Guevara. The liberators who turn out to be just as bad as the dictator. So there is no fucking alternative here. You've gone so far off the fucking rails... You've driven your fucking progressive little minivan, your progressive Tesla, into the fucking ditch and mired yourself so far into it that you are no longer a fucking option. So this is what we have. This is the only fucking thing we have.
3: This is you dabbling in optimism?
2: No. The optimism, yeah, actually it is. Because they're... (laughs) Stay with me here. (laughs) No, but there is because a lot of people see that. And these are the people that I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks that I'm finding who are gravitating toward the center. They're not Trump supporters, but they're getting the fuck away from this uh, false alternative. And they're looking for something in the center. That is the only source of sausage party hope we've got. And people are looking for it. I swear to God, they are. I'm not alone here. You know what I think is funny is that when we say center and certain people, it
1: conjures up, you know, fence sitting, having no no strong beliefs in anything. The, the ability to compromise. That that's, all, is, that's all I'm talking about. Exactly. And that's anyone who would listen to this podcast and, and, and say, OK, well, these four, they're centrist and they hold no strong beliefs or feelings about any subject is deaf or retarded. <laughs> Because I I don't know
2: how you could get that out of this. Escapingthecave.com. I invite you to go listen to some of those podcasts and tell me I'm not passionate and don't believe in anything, fuckers. (laughs) Please. But that is the sexy lie, the
1: propaganda, to sell to the masses. So you have to choose between
2: the Yankees and the Red Sox.
3: My checklist or the other checklist? You have to pick a checklist.
2: This authoritarian or that authoritarian? Exactly. This this scripture or that scripture.
1: I you know I keep coming back to a to a uh, an article. I cannot remember where I read it. God damn, it's going to bother me. But it, it basically it, it pointed out if over half the country didn't vote, isn't that half the country over half the country telling people in the people in power, if we were a true democracy, uh, this system's broken. We're just not even right. going to participate until you fix it. Yeah. But they're not here's the thing we have brainwashed people so fucking good so well so deeply that they believe that oh if you don't vote then you're not part of the solution fuck you yeah really i mean yeah. and, and 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 it's like right. okay so what do you want me to do because i can roll out some guillotines and start fucking coming to some quick solutions is that what you want is that what you want and more and more I, 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 I just wonder if it, it, that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to come to. It's going to come to just people going, we're done. We're not fucking taking this no more. Whatever. Look, this the, is real, a the, the problem. I could the problem. I come back to with that every time is God damn. We like our fucking Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to watch Modern Family on Hulu.
2: <laughs> yep. You know, it, it reminds me. It's, a, it's an interesting segue to go back to that uh, that tweet that we were talking about in the pre-show, the, that woman who was comparing uh, Jordan Peterson to the rape, beating, and something else of women, killing of women, or that thought process anyway. And that's kind of what it's become now. If you're not with us, you're against us. If you're not for yeah. God, you're for Satan. If you're, if you're having an argument, if you're disagreeing with
4: somebody who identifies as a feminist, then you are anti-feminist.
2: Yeah. You're basically Ted Bundy or you're advocating for Ted Bundy like behavior. And this is what this is the problem because there is no discussion anymore. There's no there's no sense of compromise. And we are we are literally cut right down the middle in this country. There's half on this side, half on this side and neither one of these camps, at least the institutional camps, are interested in compromising with the other half of the fucking country when we all have to share it together. Now, there are people, this is, this is the optimism I was talking about, there are people looking for that. There are a lot more than I thought there were. That makes me a little, <laughs> I wouldn't say hopeful, but more hopeful than perhaps I would have been a month ago or two months ago. But the only solution to this, Rich, other than what you were saying with the guillotines and the guns and shit blowing up, is that we have got to normalize compromise again. Make it pal- pal- palpable to live with each other. To be able to sit down and and discuss, okay, well, you're against abortion. Well, fuck abortion. That's one of the stupidest fucking wedge issues there is. You're for the Second Amendment. You're for gun rights. We would like to get rid of guns. How do we meet in the middle here? What can I give up to make you give up something? And neither side wants to do that. Neither religion wants to discuss their ten holy fucking commandments.
3: Well, we've had this culture uh, uh, for, uh, I'd probably say maybe the last 20 years of, uh, you know, uh, stand your ground, and uh, uh, this this whole uh, you know, what am I trying to say here? This whole of uh, it, it, it was almost preached to us that it was good to dig in your heels, and that whole yeah. you got to stand for something or you fall for anything kind of mentality. And now it's backfiring on us because now it's leading to two sides of two factions of people that compromise isn't in their vocabulary. No, and you it goes what? back
2: to what there. It, There's. I'm it go go sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it goes back to what I was talking about before. The people do not understand that we have got to coexist. It's turned into warfare. Conquer. We have to conquer the enemy. We have a war, uh, sort of a warlike psychology in this country anyway. We brought it into our politics. We brought it into our family setting. So the point is to be able to, we, we need to beat the other into submission. The thing that people don't understand is you still have to live with these fucking people. You have got to figure out a way to coexist or let's just get it the fuck over with. The four of us, we can pick our sides. We can all go gun shopping together if you want because we're going to need them at some point just to keep the fucking zombie hordes away from us. I, I, I honestly believe that the zombie <laughs> the zombie apocalypse is a political metaphor for what's coming in this country.
1: Uh, so if you started. go back, if you go, no, it's... It, very interesting you say that because if you go back and watch and, or listen to any podcast that pick apart Night of the Living Dead, that's exactly what people attributed that metaphor to that story. Really? You know, yeah, absolutely. Well, and then well. if you, and if you, if you go and watch the rest of the movies that George Romero made, <laughs> it's, it gets, it, he even gets more on the nose by the time it gets to Land of the Dead. It is literally the zombies taking over the rich bourgeois people's safe, you know, uh, 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 like, like area. And it's I mean, I won't go into it. There's a there's a Holy I think shit. I think the I think the projection booth. If It's not the projection booth. It's a it's a podcast called talk with or, yeah, talk without rhythm that literally just had an episode that covered this. And the guy oh. the guy drew comparisons. And to the point where Romero was like yeah okay i mean it might have been in the back of my mind but now it's at the forefront and so he kept making yep. sequels to the movie more and more <laughs> on the nose
2: well I, I i have no idea what you're talking about i haven't heard any of this but they have my wholehearted endorsement <laughs> for whatever that's worth
1: well now that but now that it, now that i've it's, plugged two other podcasts that aren't on our network projective. oh no one is yeah one or is, is yeah. sorry yeah, yeah.
2: I'm, no, I'm right. betting 500 yeah no, I, I just, I, there's got to be, you, it has to be top of mind, though. They, we have to think about this. It has to be more than the four of us at some point. You've got to see some progress here, right? Todd, the, else- problem is, is that, the problem
1: is is that people just, this is people, okay? I mean, to, 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 to basically boil it down to its base ingredients, worry about what you can change, and whatever you can't change, let it take a flying fuck at you. All right, this is just the nature of people. It was religion when I was coming up, the religious right was saying you have to do this, you have to do this, you can't do this, this is un-American, this is this, this is this. And we've slowly got to the point where religion is almost like a fucking it's a niche in this country. It's like it's a it's a little, you know what I'm saying, like even even the Republican party has pretty much been like, oh, okay, we'll throw the Republican or the conservative evangelicals a, a bone every once in a while. But for the most part, that's their slaves. They're not going anywhere. They're not going over to the Democrat side. They know that for the most part. So, eh, we don't really have to fucking pander to them too much. It's just now it's on the left. It is what it used to. Twenty years ago, when I lived in New York, I, ta- I, 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 the friend, my, my daughter's family was friends with a pastor, and him and I would always talk, and we would always debate. And I asked him one time. I said, "Have you ever read the Satanic Bible?" And he goes, "God no, why would I ever read that?" I said, "Why wouldn't you want to know what the enemy this you call these people your enemy, right? Yes. Why wouldn't you want to know what the enemy's plan is?" Right. And he just kept saying, "No, no. You you can't you can't expose yourself to stuff like that. You can't expose yourself to stuff like that." And 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 forgive the term, <laughs> demonizing it and making it seem scary. And I finally broke him down to, to where he just finally admitted. He said, "Because you might read something in there that makes more sense than you read in the Bible, and it'll fool you into, into going to their side." And I said, "Well, if it makes more fucking sense, is that really being fooled?" Yeah. That's that's <laughs> no. the answer to why that's the answer to why that Dude. bitch on Bill Maher, her fucking clam dried up like a fucking camel asshole in a fucking sandstorm about Jordan Peterson. They are terrified. You kept saying, they're terrified of him. They're scared of him. Why? Why? Because this, they're afraid he's just going to it. say something that's going just, to make people go, oh, I never yeah, thought of it that way.
2: You just fucking nailed it. That was what we were talking about at the pre-show. Might expose that's,
3: your life as a lie.
2: Yeah, they're, they're, that is set. They're having such a visceral, visceral reaction just to Jordan Peterson. Just use that example for right now that they cannot tolerate The tolerant left cannot tolerate anyone listening to him. As soon as his name comes up, and not even when his name comes up now, he's become a lightning rod. And that's exactly why. Because it might make fucking sense and expose the bullshit that they know. They don't know this consciously, but subconsciously, the bullshit that they know they're peddling. Right. Out of self-interest.
4: Liberals, by and large, don't believe in in God anymore, but they didn't just lose that thing in them that wants to uh attach themselves to something bigger i mean all those same tendencies that they might put into a religion they've just put into their politics
2: we've yeah we've and, we've, and, and no, on the we same flimsy
4: basis yeah what we've done is we've hard, given you see the cracks
2: right we've given our our politics religious traits where you yeah. can't speak out against it or else you're a blasphemer you need to have your tongue cut out
4: Right, so when that woman started jumping on on Jordan Peterson and Bill Maher, Alex Wood she, or,
2: Alex Wood is that her name? Is it Alex Wagner? Alex Wagner. Sorry, I,
4: I, I thank you because it sounded really dismissive for me to say that woman. I just didn't remember her name, but
2: right, it, Alex Wagner.
4: But it wasn't just about. She took the opportunity for when Jordan said, like, implied that she, amongst all the we that he was referring to. We're right. not raising their kids correctly. That, you know, that's a, you right. can't tell somebody how to parent their own kid, right? That's a line that apparently you can't cross. So that was her opportunity yeah. to jump in and say, you can't, you know, tell me how so, to raise my kids or tell me anything about my life. When really yeah, she was sitting there, she was sitting there champ- champing at the bit about everything that he said, waiting for a chance to jump in. Right. Because. Yeah. Everything that he was saying was making a little bit too much sense. See, I wonder if
2: she would go into Barnes & Noble go into the parenting section and say that to every fucking book that's sitting on the shelf. You don't
3: know me. can't tell me I'll parent my kid. That's kind yeah, of and just
2: repeat that, repeat that, repeat that, repeat that to every book on this massive shelf over there at Barnes & Noble or at doctors? Amazon. She Maybe she should, go, she should go on to Amazon and leave that comment on every parenting book that you're going to find on the internet. Right. Fuck you, Doctor Spock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: Tells
0: a
2: can't tell me how to raise a kid. I
0: wasn't even born. You don't know me.
3: <laughs> Your child yeah. has a fever of one hundred and three. <laughs> you can't tell me how to raise my child. You
4: going to be giving birth. The doctor is like, oh, it's but crowning. that's it exactly. It's the ten
2: centimeters. You can't tell me. But you, that's you nailed kid. it. You nailed it on the head. She was looking for an opportunity to punch him. Punch verbally, rhetorically, punch him in the face.
1: Yeah and it's okay yeah. to do so because and she was smart she waited for an opening she just, just didn't come hard at everything well no she's a verbal I, she's a verbal boxer yeah that's what she yeah. does that's what you do in a verbal debate it's just like it's just like physical combat you look for an opening and you fucking attack it and that's what she did she saw the opening she hit the hole yep I she just you know she yeah. didn't get in the end zone you to get to dance that's it's the problem. bullshit
4: opening that most people find that is uh, Misunderstanding what is being said, purposely misunderstanding what is being said in order to take offense and make your point.
1: Oh, that's because hearing, of the cottage industry on both sides,
2: hearing yeah. what you want to hear.
1: Yes, yes. The 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 most infamous interview so far with Jordan Peterson was over in on on BBC, I think four, and I cannot remember the the interviewer's name, but and I brought this up a few times before on the show. Every time she asked him a question, he'd say something. She goes, "So what you're saying is right?" Yeah. And she would try to reframe it into, you know, just nonsense. And he's just sitting there with this, bitch, are you retarded? Look on his face. (laughs) And I mean, you could just see he's just just like, like,
4: what's wrong with you, bitch? That's the scary thing about Jordan Peterson is he's not wonky. No. He talks plainly. And he doesn't need somebody to go, oh, what you're saying is. No, that's not a fucking economist that you're having on and you have to translate for the general (laughs)
1: mass.
2: It's not Donald Trump.
1: (laughs) His first book, he took 15 years researching and trying to poke holes in his own view on -hmm. that book. Now, his second book has been written in the last, I think, two to three years, basically since the, the University of Toronto shit first come out. If you can, if 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 you're really interested in the man, the first place to start is there's a there's cell phone video of him confronting a student outside of one of his classes. Where he's explaining, I have no problem if you ask me to refer to you as a she, but you're obviously biologically a male if you ask me. My problem is with compelled speech. The government right. stepping in and say, I have to. How do you not understand the two, the, the differences between I won't use your pronouns no matter what because I hate you or fear you because that's, that's, I've always, Mm-hmm. Homophobic. Really? What are you scared of? They're gonna break in and redecorate? Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. It's, it's, exactly. it's, 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 yeah, what's the fear? This is, you know what this is? Phobia this is, is them, either. this is them trying to pick at that toxic masculinity they're always fucking, they're always saying we have by going, ooh, you're a big tough man. You're scared of a little fag. What's wrong with you? Right. That's what homophobia, just so you know, that's the trick they're using when they use that word. Mm-hmm. So it, to, 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 to use a grammatically incorrect and obnoxious word of our times, get woke, motherfucker. Yeah. I the just thing, face-fucked you with the truth.
2: Yeah, the thing that's happening here that I've noticed in the last uh, month or so, especially with things like Jordan Peterson, people like Jordan Peterson, and did you guys see the story about the Democratic, uh, he's, uh, I think he's in Congress or in the Senate out in uh, California. I think he was a former prosecutor who came out and said that uh, he wants to outlaw assault weapons. Buy them back and then go after the resistors with forced seizures of assault weapons. Right now, (laughs) to connect the two with what you were just talking about with compelled speech, the left is fulfilling the right's narrative about the left. The narrative that's been going on for 15 years that they're cultural authoritarians and they're going to, you know, support sort of uh, impose Marxism on the country control everything, the left is starting to fulfill that narrative. They're going to tell you what you can say. They're going to tell you – there's so many examples of this, and they're starting it, to become self-fulfilling prophecies. Not self-fulfilling, but you know what I mean. That's what you're saying. So we better get used to a Republican it's president.
4: That, yeah. Well, I, you know, the, the, we might see an actual uh, – uh, if we think the NRA is bad right now, we're probably going to eventually see a more radicalized version of the NRA. Because yeah. there's de- there's a seems to be a rather large faction that is really disappointed in the current leadership in the NRA. Going to go well. And there was a the guy that was being I guess they were having some sort of uh, rally or something. I don't know what they do. Some meeting of some sorts. And there was a, a man who was speaking for a group of people that were going to this convention that were wearing uh, I forget what it said exactly on the shirt. they were wearing a shirt that says NRA, and I think it's not real. Maybe Americans or something like that. We're basically saying that you know this organization is corrupt at the top, and he's talking against Wayne Lapierre and Dana Loesch and all those that that he says that these people are all they're doing is giving away our rights. That's all they do. They don't. They talk about con- that you know we need to compromise, and every time we come away with less rights. Cool. And
1: it's a fucking organization put together to lobby for gun rights. Guns. You have a lot of true believers supporting. The corrupt motherfuckers at the top who are just like, keep the money rolling in, keep me in this lifestyle, and if guns is the issue I have to fucking make my bones on, I'll do it. Of course it's corrupt. Is anybody shocked by this? I mean, it's just, it, to me, this is a case of they're right for the wrong reasons. They're never going to have what they want. They're never going to. The best they had was who was the one president of the NRA that everybody fucking knows? Oh, fucking dead hands heston, yeah. heston. Damn, they got an act, they got an actor up there to convince people to give them fucking money I mean that is they literally hired an actor to get up there and convince people send me money, of course it's corrupt anytime you have that much money you 're going to find corruption we don 't have to go but ten miles or, or ten minutes east to, to to hit the Detroit border and see that for ourselves all right this is i mean this <sighs> The problem is, with this congressman saying what he did, is you have so many fucking people who are for gun regulation, sensible gun regulation, not for banning guns, who have been walking around going, literally no one is saying we want to give us your guns. Exactly. That's bull- <laughs> I, And every time they say it, I go, and this has been for months now. I said, that's bullshit. Yeah. You choose to ignore the people who are calling for it. You have a former Supreme Court justice who said getting rid of the kind of it, the Second it. Amendment.
2: I am here. Hello. We're I'm going to go hit the head while you. Are you editing this out, or should I tell a dirty joke? Uh, <laughs> this is most likely to be edited out. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go hit the head, then. Wait, what? Alrighty.
4: And that is all that we have of this week, unfortunately. We had some technical difficulties, and as you can tell from some spots in this episode. And uh, yes, yeah, Skype was cutting out on us And we had to call it quits About halfway through But I'm sure we'll be back next week With a full three hour marathon episode So tune in Download Tell a friend Follow us on Regiment Unregimented Pod On Twitter Check us out on Facebook At Unregimented And we'll see you next week